refreshing, delicious and packed with the good stuff. It's The Juice with Louise Wilkinson on Newcastle Live Radio. Well, it is time to welcome back our baby whisperer, Natalie Ebrill from Sleep and Settle. How are you today, my love? I'm fantastic, thank you, Lou, and I'm really excited about today's topic. Well, so am I. And listen, everybody seems to have an opinion on this topic, don't they? (laughs) They do. It can be very polarising. It can, it can. (laughs) Today we are talking about the secret life of dummies. Now, everybody has a dummy story, uh, good, bad, (laughs) indifferent or um, non-existent, and today we're going to get the facts on dummies. So, yes, let's talk about uh, the concept of giving babies dummies. And as a parent, as a baby expert, where you know what, where do you sit on that? Okay, so first of all, we absolutely want to respect that every mother is an individual, mm. and she makes her, the best choice she can every day with the knowledge, the support, the resources and the energy and the sleep that she's had. And I encourage every mother to parent by heart and always do what feels right for her. Yeah. And we absolutely need to encourage that. We need to encourage every mum to be her own advocate and an advocate for her baby and let her decide what's her parenting style. It's her baby and it's her choice. So there's absolutely no judgment here about them. That's the first point that I want to make. We need to respect all mums to So when we look at why we use dummies, there's probably two main reasons. Mm. First of all, if your baby is a preemie, they will potentially get a dummy in NICU because the nurses will introduce it to encourage sucking and help the baby develop that sucking reflex. Yeah, yeah. And if you're in hospital, a dummy may be recommended if you have a particularly unsettled baby from a traumatic birth or just a baby that's having trouble adjusting to the world and mum may have one in her dummy, in her baby bag or the nurses might say, would you like to calm your baby down with a dummy considering you're in a hospital and there's lots of other babies around. So mm. there's, there's normal reasons why a dummy may be introduced to a baby. Yeah. The main reason that dummies are used, even for those mums that declare my child is never having a dummy, which I've heard very frequently. <laughs> yeah. It's often what I call a survival strategy. Yes. So the dummy is used to calm the baby, to calm the mum, calm anybody who's looking after the baby. But when we have this gorgeous brand new little one who is new to the world and, and mum is new to being mum and everyone's learning about each other and they're speaking a different language and you're trying to work out the baby's personality and and how to meet their needs and they're crying and or screaming at you, we completely understand that a dummy can come into the picture if nothing else is working mm. and the mum is deciding this is what I need to do to get through this sleep, yes. this day, post-vaccination, the baby's screaming in the car and you're trying to drive home from somewhere and you can't stop them crying or you can't pull over and feed them. There's lots of reasons why a dummy would be used to calm a baby as a survival strategy. Yes. So there's the two main reasons that we'll probably use a dummy in the first place. Yes. Yeah, completely get that. Yeah. And I'm putting my hand up. Yep. 
I've used dummies <laughs> as survival strategies for sure. <laughs> yep. And then we have to consider what is the raw impact of the dummy on the baby. Mm. So there's, a, there's a, about five different points that I have to share with the listeners today. Right. The best thing is that it prevents communication. So mm. if we are using a dummy beyond calming a baby, then and the dummy goes in the baby's mouth because they're whinging, then we're actually saying to the baby, please be quiet, but we're stopping them from communicating with us and telling us what the problem is. Yes. And I know that every mother wants to solve the problem of the baby and they want to meet their needs. That's just a basic yes. given. However, when we put a dummy in a baby's mouth, we're actually stopping them from saying, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I've got a pain, I've got a dirty nappy, I'm bored, I'm overstimulated. We're just saying, please be quiet. Yeah. So when a mother doesn't use a dummy, it gives her the opportunity, especially a brand new mum, to read the baby signals and figure out what the problem is, do some troubleshooting and solve the problem rather than having to just use the dummy to say, please be quiet. Yeah, I get it. That that enables more bonding and the mum to pick up on her baby's cues and feel like it's even greater connection and greater understanding of yeah. The second point would be that dummies can actually interfere with feed. So if the baby has had one sitting of a feed, and you know we've talked previously about the, the fact that I encourage demand feeding. We mm. want in the baby's awake time, we want them to feed according to needs. So if the baby's had one sitting that then decided that they didn't have enough, then if we pop a dummy in and they start whinging, we're actually preventing them from maybe finishing the bottle of formula or from having some longer access to the breast. And over the period of a 24-hour time frame, using the dummy when the baby's whinging could actually reduce the breast milk demand by a whole feed. Right. Add up over those six to eight feeds and reduce the demand for milk by a whole feed. So I encourage mums to use the dummy for the survival strategy but if the baby's whinging their awake time you just automatically offer them another feed and see if that solves the problem Mm. so the next point being they and this is a pretty big one for a sleep consultant is they actually prevent the baby from self-settling so if mum is putting a dummy in the baby's mouth in order for them to settle to sleep the baby isn't doing it themselves and therefore when the baby wakes up and all the dummy falls out, the baby will say, please come back and settle me again and put the dummy back in. So mum will be up as frequently as every 45 minutes on some occasions to put the dummy back in and then she won't be sleeping and the baby won't be self-settling. So that's an issue. Yeah, we've all been there too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that, and just that, oh, you can hear the click of the dummy hitting the mattress and you think, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, can I get the dust tape out now and, and attach it to the baby's mouth? Only joking. <laughs> um, no, listen, I've considered it. And, um, you know, I, I have to say, I mean, I've I've got um, my eldest daughter, not so much my youngest daughter, but my eldest daughter absolutely loved her dummies. Like she yeah. was obsessed with her dummies. And, um, and in the end, when she could move around a bit, I put three in so that she found them. <laughs> Isn't that mm-hmm. terrible? <laughs> No, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, 
Yeah, so the next problem is stomach is that the constant sucking with the on the moist mouth tissue and the plastic of the dummy can actually encourage a thrush rash mm. around the mouth. Yeah. And or when you sterilize the dummy and then you pop it back in the mouth, it can interfere with the flora in the mouth, the good and the bad bacteria, and then that can cause thrush in the mouth as well, which in a breastfed mum can then get into the breast, which is not nice at all. Yes. And the last point being that it's actually easier to wean a, a baby off a dummy than it is a toddler. Yes. So we do have to consider the role that dummy is playing in calming the baby, but what stress will it cause everybody when we take that dummy away mm-hmm. and your toddler is now screaming at you, demanding the dummy, yelling at you, and they're very loud and they're very determined and stubborn, so they can <laughs> they can really make a big fuss about it. Yes. Because they're, they're, the, that's, they're my points on the impact of the dummy. Mm. When you're making an informed choice on, yeah, whether. Yeah. 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 So yeah. the big question is, and Christmas is coming, <laughs> <laughs> which is a popular strategy, but how do you get rid of the dummy? Okay. So I have two, two simple strategies for the mum or the dads that are listening. So the first thing would be, if you're ready to get rid of a dummy, it takes three days to change a human habit. Right. So if you collect all of the dummies and then using whatever story you want, you get rid of them all. So you find wherever they're hidden in the house and you just decide to show the child that you're throwing them all in the big wheelie bin out the front. It will take them three days and obviously a consistent sleep strategy to help your child get over the fact that they haven't got it anymore and be able to go to sleep without it. So three days for them to forget they ever had a dummy and three to seven days for them to have a new settling strategy to cope with no dummy. Right. If if that feels a bit dramatic and drastic, Mm. then my next tip is simply put a hole in the dummy. So have one dummy, throw all the others away. You only have one. It stays on the child's bed. It's only for sleep time. Mm. If you put a pinhole or a little knife hole in it and then it doesn't act the same way with the sucking, the child will either continue to use it and love it and you know, until it absolutely dies or they'll decide that they don't like it anymore and because it's broken and we're not replacing it, then it's like all done and dusted. Right. Yeah, makes sense. Oh, that's a that's a fabulous strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Yeah, just that little pinprick. Oh, that's sneaky, Natalie, but I do like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I have lots of tips, Lou, lots of tips. Love it. Natalie, if people wanted to uh, get a consultation with you and uh, and sort of, you know, because I know that you're very big on um, tailoring your plans uh, and your advice to the parent, Um what is the best way to get in touch with you? They can have a look at all of my product services and inquiry form on my website, sleepandsettle.com.au. 
That is awesome. So if you have a baby or a toddler and you're struggling with some issues, Natalie is your girl. Make sure you jump onto her website and have a look at all of the amazing services that she has to offer. I can personally vouch for her. Uh, I uh, got her to look at a friend of mine who had a newborn and she is singing from the rooftops that it absolutely changed her life. So um, <laughs> yeah, listen, make sure that you book that appointment with Natalie uh, to, you know, get your routines, your sleep, your feeding and your play sorted with your baby or toddler. I can thoroughly recommend it. Natalie, thank you so much once again for joining us as our baby whisperer on The Juice.